Welcome back after a long delay. Uh, just to give you a heads up, we had hiatus, such a long I think the hiatus. Yes, hiatus. thank you, a hiatus. We had such a long hiatus because uh, we were working on several big projects here at the church, and Pastor Scott basically said, "Finish those projects, or I will never do another podcast." So <laughs> we are back, and so we're glad to have you guys with us. Today's broadcast brought to you by Uncle Billy Bob's Shave Butter for the smoothest shave this side of the Mississippi. It's Uncle Billy Bob's every time. Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what did you guys think of that opening? That's a great opening. I, a good, solid seven Five. and a half. A seven and a half? All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah, come up with some. Pretty good. Pretty is is uh, Billy Bob Shea Butter a thing? Is I don't real think thing? so. But yeah. if it is a real thing, he just got some props on the radio. Wow. wow. I'm sure it is. And for all, right. all of our listeners in St. Louis, which so far is one, how's it going, Brian? Good to have you out there. Just want to give a shout out to Brian. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Tell all your friends. Tell, that's right. Tell all your friends. Ooh, we can do a brought to you by Beastcraft uh, barbecue Beast place. Beastcraft barbecue. Beastcraft yes, barbecue yes. in St. Louis. Uh, I'll which get, I would love to, to go sometime. Dave Sandusky and get his permission, maybe. Hey, you know what? Uh, we were at the uh, RMAI, um, the ministers retreat this past weekend, yes. and one of the people I sat to the t- uh, at the table with. Um, we're there from the St. Louis area, from a church in the St. Louis area, and they'd mentioned Beastcraft at the table. Is that right? But I could not remember uh, Sandusky's name, so I couldn't ask, uh, oh, are you guys like related, or is this just legit, just something everybody talks about Who, you, who were you sitting? Was that the um, uh, uh, Harbisons? I don't, I don't recall their last right. name. I apologize. However, there were the, they were the pastors that were sitting there with the newer, younger um they're youth minister, worship leaders that were all sitting there. They had the little boy with the hearing aids. Ah, right, right. Do you yeah. remember those pastors? I, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know who they were. So. Yeah, so anyway, but they had mentioned Beastcraft. I'm like, hey, I know yeah. that. You know, I've never been there. Oh, I've my. heard oh, raised reviews about it. but mm. So anyway, so yeah. So if you're in the St. Louis area, try Beastcraft Barbecue. <laughs> Beastcraft Barbecue. Also not Belleville. a sponsor. But <laughs> Belleville, Illinois. Yes. Oh, it's in Belleville? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. well, I think that's close to where they were from. Yeah. Yeah, maybe their church is in Belleville. Might be. Okay. All right. Very cool. Anyway, so glad to have you guys with us today. Uh, with us, as always, is our amazing senior pastor, Scott Millis, as well as our tech guru, audio video guy, and just all around cool dude, Zach Bensel. And of course, I'm Matt Kreider. And thank you guys for joining with us. So, uh, what, what's been going on since we've been on our hiatus from the podcast? Wow. Some big stuff. Christmas. Christmas is pretty big. <laughs> uh, we had been, literally been, we I, had a podcast at the beginning of the year. So. Did we have yeah. one? Oh, yeah. I thought we were still working on the website. No, nope. we oh, had one okay. at the beginning of the year. I guess we did and the web. We no, that's right, because we launched the website in February. That's yeah. right. All right. Speaking of which, if you have not checked out the new website, go to livingwordfamily.org and check everything out. We're trying to keep it as up-to-date as possible with uh, events. Uh, things that are coming up at the church, as well as the sermons. We're now posting sermons against our pastor's better wishes, but we decided to go ahead and do it anyway. Um, but uh, So you can catch the sermons. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you can check that out on the website as well, as, um, as well as Google Play and iTunes. Um, but we're, for some reason, we have a little bit of an issue on iTunes. We've got to get that figured out. You can listen to the sermons on iTunes, but for some reason, the podcasts aren't pushing through to iTunes. So anyway, but uh, several different places to listen to it. So we're glad to have you guys with us. Uh, what's coming up? What's going on? What's coming up here recently, Pastor Scott? Well, tonight, of course, by the time you hear this, this event will be over. But I'm excited. We've got a big men's meeting yeah. tonight. Yeah. It's yeah. steak Unless, night mm. at Living Word. <clears throat> Unless Zach is really on the ball with getting this audio posted. Yeah, hey, you never know. Hey, you never know. In which case... 
Sorry, it's too late to sign up. <laughs> Either way. Hey. Well. Never. But, yeah, we got that going on tonight. Yeah, great, great sign-up for that. Almost 40 guys coming. Yeah, that's the biggest sign-up we've had wow, since I think yeah. General Mark Jackson was in. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. And um, looking a little bit further down the road, if, well, we've got Family Fun Night coming up this weekend. Oh, that's true. That's, that's true. that's Friday night. And then looking a little bit further down the road, we've, you've got camp. Uh, on the horizon, yeah, summer scream. Summer scream. How Very many, excited about how many scream. campers we got. Um, I want to say we got about fourteen or sixteen, Pretty give good. or take. So mm-hmm. not quite as big of a group as last year, but right. still a really we we pushed extra for guests and stuff. We had quite a few last year first timers, uh, and so right. this year we didn't make quite as huge of a push for it just because we had a bunch of kids sign up and. You know, they're whatever. So we had right. a, we had, but it was still a decent sized group for a 16. It's pretty good. Yeah, sized group. well, I yeah. agree. And, and, uh, but this is the first year in a while that I'm going without any other counselors. Uh, I mean, counselors as far as from our, you know, from our church, right. any other adults from our church. So I'll be going and uh, uh, commanding 14 students by myself. Wow. However, I have recruited one of our senior girls that's coming with us, uh, Faith. She'll be kind of. Um, that's cool. To me, anyway, a junior, junior counselor. counselor. Not any official camp capacity, but for me, right. she'll kind of be the go-to for some of our right. young ladies that are going to kind of, you know, if they've got anything they want to talk about, you know, it's it's good. I always like try to have, uh, you know, at least a, a couple of counselors, but at, at the very least, uh, myself and a female counselor that goes so that our girls have somebody to go to and talk to if they need it. And right. so I talked to Faith about that, and she was cool with kind of being the you know, the go-to young uh, lady. For at least a voice of experience. Yes. And uh, yep. you know as well as I know. The, the nice thing about going back to this camp again and again is the relationships you build with yes, counselors absolutely. from other churches. You know who you can trust. And it's always a good idea to identify a trusted, in this case, a female counselor from another right. church saying, hey, kind of, uh, they're always willing to be there for our kids, for right. our girls. Yep, exactly. But right. yeah, it's good to have a camper like Faith who's been there before and can kind of show people like rainy who hasn't been there exactly uh, right the ropes right. is she how's rainy is she excited oh, is she nervous is... No, she's not nervous she'll, yeah. she'll act nervous but she's mostly excited yeah, yeah. very cool because it's literally just about a month away month and a week away we'll yeah. be leaving for camp so yeah, wow we yeah crazy yeah so camp 25th anniversary of summer scream uh Ooh, that's can, right could be uh some some big things going on looks like a huge turnout uh according to doug cruzan uh then we've got the uh, Childses. Neil and Danette are coming back. Ooh, awesome. Cool. I July, love when they July, come out. They yeah. have, you know, when we have missionaries out uh, as guest speakers when they come to the church and visit, um, the uh, always love, and they don't always do it. You know, they you know, you know, some, God puts something on their heart to share. That's, yeah. you know, that's awesome. But I love it when they share stories from the missionary field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like yeah. we're. We're, you know, we're supporting them as missionaries as a church. Right. I love hearing what kind of fruit that's bearing and what that's doing, yeah. and it's just really, really awesome. And Neil and Danette are just fantastic oh, at doing wow. that. Oh, wow. They know? are just this t- Every time they've been here, they've hit a home run, in my opinion. It's oh, just yeah. such a pleasure to hear from them. And I think they do. They do a great balance of sharing what is going on, uh, you know, what uh, what they've been able to accomplish, uh, what God has, has uh, been able to do ways he's god's been able to use them over there in niger uh they balance that with what is always a really timely message that, right yeah that, that neil usually brings uh for the body here so yeah i'm, I'm excited always excited about having you, zach do you remember the phrase that he used we used to say it in small groups uh a lot when i was that was after the uh, first time they came after the first time wow um are you shoot. talking about the the uh, house of phrase 
Yeah. Nope. Swaga Liga. Oh, Swaga Liga. It was like, keep pushing or keep moving, keep going through. Uh, Wasn't it? It was something along that lines because the story that he shared right. was how they were on their way to That's right. they uh, were... minister somewhere, do whatever. And like he mentioned like this laundry list of things that kept <laughs> getting in their way. They're you know, like a wheel literally, literally fell off of their Jeep or whatever the yeah. case was. But he was just saying, he's like, swag push through, swag go through. Is that swag right? Am I, making, I, I know no. that's the phrase. No, yeah, I think that I, was right. Yeah. I think that yeah. was the story that went along with it. Yeah, and I remember wow. in small group, young adult small groups, we'd, we would say that every so often just kind of, it was just a cool phrase, you know, swag yeah. push through. Uh, but, you know, I love when they come out because they've yeah. always got great stories to share from yeah. uh, from Niger and what the, what the Lord is doing over there with them. So very excited about that. Very excited. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of which, if you're a member of our church family, it's a great opportunity for you to be putting some uh, putting some money aside to bless them when they come this out. This is so. a year of giving, Absolutely. and this yeah. is a church that gives. We've always delighted and uh, in really blessing guest ministers, particularly missionaries. Uh, so yeah, it's it's always good to set that aside, uh, and it's biblical it's a scriptural principle there it's exactly what paul did he sent letters to corinth saying hey look i'm going to to come there i'm going to collect an offering so be setting it aside so that you can be a good blessing um but and uh so i have no doubt we'll bless them again that's always a thrill to do but but a a good reminder again in this in what we've determined is a year of giving now we now for this for the childs you know we've got uh, they're coming mid July, July fourteenth or thereabouts. I, th- I think that's the day. Um, yeah, so, so we've got you know a couple two two months to to plan yeah. for that. Yeah. Pastor Scott, can you tell for those of the uh, for those of the listening audience, and it's vast. I mean, we're talking probably literally <laughs> millions of people listening to this podcast, and who can't wait till it's posted. Every for the people who aren't maybe Pretty a part of this church or who have not heard the story, it's a year of giving. We have time to prepare for the child's. Right. But there was recently an example, Pastor Scott, of, of um, we were able to be a blessing to somebody with no preparation. Tell yeah, us about that a little bit. Yeah, that was interesting. You know, we had the Hagans in. They came in for with their whole crusade team. You know, 19, 20 Which people were awesome. here. Yeah, and those were some fantastic meetings. meetings. And they're posted yeah. on the website as yeah. well. Uh, and we had, of course, a lot of guests here uh, to, to, to enjoy those meetings and, and <clears throat> fellowship with the Hagans and their people. And one of those guys that I that I, I met for the first time was a young man uh, with a young family. His name is Joab. I don't remember his last name. Do you? Uh, I don't. Anyway, I don't uh, Trent Cloyne introduced him to me, and we were chatting. And he told me that he was heading over to Hong Kong and then into uh, heading inland into uh, further into China. And I said, "Oh well, I've got a, a niece who's actually heading over there this summer." And he asked who she, who he was going with and uh, who who Emily was going over there with. I said ah, I can never remember. He says, uh, "Is it Global Adventures?" I think that's Global Ventures. Yeah, Global Ventures. And I said, "Yeah, that's it." He says, "Well, we're going to be the hosts for that team." So I was able to introduce him to Emily, and they had a good chat. And anyway, a week later, uh, or the following Wednesday, uh, yeah, but it would have been the following Wednesday. Because we didn't have church that Wednesday, they were they were still visiting family in the area, and they were on their way back uh, uh, from Decatur, and they stopped and had just took in church with us. Uh, showed up about ten minutes before the service, and I said, "Oh, hey, man, good to see you guys." As well, we thought, you know, we didn't. This the timing was perfect. We were we were heading back, and thought, "Hey, why don't we just?" We looked up your church, saw it start at seven, so we thought, "Well, we'll come join you." So I asked him if he would be willing to share. You know, with very little preparation, zero preparation, would he be able to share a little bit 
take 10 minutes, take 15 minutes. And he said, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I said, in fact, I said, man, if you got stuff on your heart, just take the service. Uh, so they did. And, wow, it was so encouraging. He had yeah. a little, you know, he's a he's a pro. He's a missionary. So they always, he had a little flash drive that he carries around with him for, for you know, occasions just like this. And he showed this video, and it was a very well done, very moving video. And he was able to share this story, and it was it was challenging. It was encouraging, you know, to see this young family. Well, they got two boys and a third on, just had a third or three. A third I on, think they had three, three kids. Three kids. No, I think they might have had four with a fifth on the way. It's either that or third with a fourth on the way, and then here they go. You know, yeah. look at what they're doing. Anyway, all that to say, hey, listen, and, and I put no pressure on the – you guys were there. You're my witnesses, uh, or you heard about it anyway. I just told the congregation, look, this is a year of giving. You've heard this. Oh, It's always a great opportunity. I'm a big believer in sending people if you're not going to go yourself. That's right. the, we are fulfilling the mandate to go into Absolutely. all the world when we are using our resources to get them there. And frankly, I'd rather use my resources <laughs> to get them there than go myself. So, uh, so, But listen, this is no pressure. They didn't come here tonight for an offering. This isn't something. This is just an opportunity to give them a little something to bless them for their time. We gave them a 12 thousand dollar offering Praise God. That was awesome. and and as as i mentioned it's it's worth noting when 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 there's an offering like that especially in the spur of the moment that usually indicates there is one large check in there and there was i don't even i don't know how large i just know that when they turned that number into me they said there was a big check in there but even without that check it was a big offering so yeah. what what a yeah. great huge yeah. great yeah. response and what a blessing mm-hmm. it was you better believe this guy oh, yeah. was was absolutely blown away and blessed. So, yeah, and it's yeah. exciting not just not just in the moment to say, "Look what we did for you," but to know that that is going to do significant absolutely. things. Absolutely, that it's going to enable them to do yes. more easily and more quickly and more uh, than they were than they were planning on doing oh, before. Yeah. That's a lot of resources, and sure. and that's a huge amount even here in the states. When you're talking about sure in is. other countries, yeah. oftentimes that's, I mean unimaginably more you know what i mean depending like, on what you're doing with depending it. Now, on what you're doing now, with it, of I, I know, let me give you a, a, a counter example to that neil and danette uh they travel many many miles in Niger. everything is so far apart you know and so it's nothing for them to get into their uh, suv and travel two hours to go out to a village church and then spend a couple hours then drive two hours another direction and of course the environment a lot of dust, right. dirt, sand. It's hard on vehicles, uh, and it is expensive to get a new vehicle over there. Oh, yeah. uh, a, a, a vehicle, you know, the kind of vehicle they need is going to be expensive anywhere. It's more expensive over there, not less. And so things like that and repairs. Repairs sometimes, you know, are, are not as expensive because you got guys who just figure out how to do it. But, you know, are they certified mechanics? <laughs> no. It, but, you know, but that just means they, they go through – it's a ministry that's hard on vehicles, and uh, they're not going to get them cheap over there. Now, other things, food, literature, labor, those things are cheap. Yep. Uh, cheaper over there, so you can get a lot done with, with fewer dollars. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, very cool. And, yeah, and, and I don't know. I, don't, I, mean, I couldn't tell you exactly. I know there would be a lot of, uh, I, I would assume, a lot of printing and training and certainly feeding uh, teams and things like that, that, uh, that, that you know, the things that we – gave them are going to enable them to do i don't know i I just you know i never get too big on demanding a 
dollar for dollar accounting. Oh, sure. You know, right. somebody is be led and trust that, yeah, listen, this is, this is going to a, to a good thing. Right. But know, I always, always love, um, when our ministry or the missions or the, excuse me, the ministries, the missionaries that we support, when they send us an update, we've got a handful oh, that are yeah. really good at doing that. Yes. Here's a, here's a monthly, here's like a newsletter. Here's what, here's you know, where been, we were last month. Yes, exactly. Which is yeah. awesome. So maybe, especially when uh, Emily comes back, she'll be able to give us kind of an accounting and a reporting, yeah. a report of just kind of the, the, the environment, God's what doing, the doing? environment yeah. and what yeah. God's doing there and the fruit that's being born out. And that, that's just awesome. I mean, that's, that's just right. great. So very, very cool. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we had a, uh, an RMAI, Rama Ministerial Association International uh, retreat. We have one every every year, and uh, for Ash- our region, yes. for the region, yeah, it's a regional retreat that we do each year, each spring. And uh, and Ashley and I've been blessed to be able to be a part of that, uh, even though we didn't graduate from Rama, but being part of a Rama church, they've kind of folded us folded us into that group, which has been awesome. But we had a speaker this past weekend, Brother Doug Jones, and he's a teacher at Rama, correct? Yes. And what's what's the other position that he holds? He is the um, the uh, head of RMAI. Okay, I mean, okay. Under under Pastor Hagen, right? He, he right. is he is and the he's the director. So he interacts with pastors all over the world, all over the world, which is just really really cool. But he was an excellent speaker and brought up some really neat, um, interesting topics and interesting points. Uh, well, for... they were they were historical observations. I think Doug is a teacher's teacher. Doug Jones is a he was a, I was. Uh, he had left Rama for uh, a period of time. When I was a Rama student, he had just come back on staff, but he did not have his own classes. I only had Doug Jones as a substitute, and I had him a lot because uh, he subbed for Brother Hagen, and Brother Hagen was on the road a lot, so I would have him regularly, yeah. but I never had him for a class oh. like a lot of other people did. But, oh, did I enjoy his teaching. And uh, – but as a teacher, he analyzes things, and so he wasn't just giving a historical report. He was trying to figure out why things happen the way they happen, and I'll try to keep this short because, you know, he spent two sessions on this. All three, pretty much. Well, yeah. Almost three sessions. Right. But the, the long and short of it was kind of uh, tracing some of the uh, what he called waves and tweaks in the charismatic movement at large. And he talked about the healing meetings, of course, of, the, of like the 40s and, and 50s, and then the uh, – where where I really kind of res- began to resonate with me because I have you know some recollections of the end of this the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International those were the meetings that my family and many others in this town many others who are still a part of this church started to attend when they wanted a fuller experience when they people who began through either through exposure to uh, to this through conversation through television any other media. They, and, and, and through personal Bible study, they began to realize, hey, there's more to this Christian life than just going to church on Sunday, right. uh, specifically with regard to the Holy Spirit. And so these uh, Fagumfi meetings, Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International meetings, took place where laymen, uh, businessmen would get up and share their testimonies and what happened when they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And as these meetings got bigger, the heads of this ministry began to be concerned that some of these some of these testimonies did not include perfect doctrine and so they replaced the businessman testimony with professional speakers teachers like even guys like brother copeland fred price and and people with uh, who are now of course much bigger names 
but he Doug's estimation is that one of the reasons the full gospel businessmen declined is because they had shifted to the professional from the businessman. Mm. I'm not sure. Uh, but but it's interesting because that, that was the, the crest of the charismatic wave, such as it was. And then the charismatic renewal at large, which I think spilled out from the full gospel movement, uh, and, and maybe the culmination of that was the establishment of uh, Rhema Bible Training Center. You know, Bro- Brother Hagen, his vision, and then carried, uh, kind of executed by Pastor Hagen. <clears throat> they built this, you know, they had uh, 70-some students, Uh, 50-some graduates the first year, and this thing just exploded. People started going. He said this was interesting. Starting in 1974. 74. And people started just coming to Tulsa to be a part of this, all like camp meeting, and said, well, we'll we'll start having camp meetings around the country. That way not everybody will have to come to Tulsa. And it had the opposite effect. People who went to these other camp meetings then still wanted to come to Tulsa. <laughs> so they couldn't do it in the hotels anymore. They had to rent out the Civic Center, like the assembly hall, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so, and then more and more people came to Rama. And then uh, uh, the people who came to Rama would go out and start these churches. And so that wave just kept getting bigger. Uh, and this was interesting. He said that that peaked. In the late 90s, early 2000s, that's when the Rama churches were fullest, having the greatest impact, and then pointed out that then came a decline. Now, not every church experienced a decline or stayed in a decline, but taking the averages, we did experience a decline during that time. Uh, and he points out that that's, that was... Uh, due at least in part to coming into, for lack of a better term, competition with the seeker-sensitive movement. Mm. Churches that came and challenged uh, some of the things that were going on in um, Word of Faith churches, charismatic churches, and gave them something else. Um, And uh, Doug Jones's observation was, and again, this is painting with a broad brush this you cannot point finger i don't it's, i'm not up here to point fingers at any particular pastor and he wasn't either but he said the pattern we had gotten into as uh, word of faith uh, church leaders was to be kind of um, how would you put it matt dictatorial being yeah, very just... very uh ordering people around and uh rather than really loving people serving people uh you know, the pastors were there to, to run things. And and, right. and in the process, they disempowered the laity. They took responsibility and yeah, everyday opportunities church away yep. from the everyday church member, to, church member to be ministers. And the seeker-sensitive movement gave them those opportunities. Now, uh, he also addressed and... Uh, did not go deep into it, and I'm sure not going to here because I'm not throwing stones at this either. Uh, the the other big wave that happened at the same time we came into competition, and I don't like that word. I'm just right. having a hard time thinking of a better yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, with the seeker-sensitive movement was also the time the Holy Ghost meeting, uh, so-called Holy Ghost meetings. I'm not saying that because I don't believe the Holy Ghost was there. I'm just right, saying that's right. what they call them, Holy Ghost meetings, which were, were – I'm talking about the ones that were characterized – by the laughing, the drunkenness. Uh, we had them here, and, and I know people were touched by them. They were ministered to in them. But I think also 
well, I know also that there were people who were struggling with those things like they didn't struggle with tongues, with healing, with miracles. Right. And that really gave the seeker-sensitive uh, churches a boost because people who uh, – you know, historically did not shy away from the biblical gifts, suddenly became nervous about mm. this particular stream. So uh, I think historically the jury's still out on that wave, mm. and I know they still happen. And listen, they were happening before that. Um, I think what happened was there was a shift, and again, I won't name name the individual I'm thinking of, where that became the center. That became what we pursued. Right. And uh, some people loved it. But it made a lot of people nervous, and I think a lot of people jump ship. It was just interesting to hear this kind of laid out. Yeah, yeah, and and a good perspective. timeline. One of the other things he mentioned was each of these waves is God bringing in a little bit of a correction Correction, to the church. And I think that's a tweak. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to look at. So you see the charismatic and evangelical wave coming in in the 70s and 80s, um, bringing a slight correction. Right bringing the, the, the gifts and the operation of the Holy Spirit back into the church right. to some mm-hmm. extent. And then, um, and then you see the, the, the quote-unquote seeker-sensitive, right. which is a tweak, a correction. Hey, let's, you know, we're, we're growing these churches. We're being full gospel. We want to we practice the word. We want to, you know, now let's do it in love. Let's we'll do bring it a little love. bit of love back to the, you know what I mean? All these little tweaks and corrections that are very necessary Right. But you don't yeah. want to live in that correction. You want to learn from it, grow that's from right. it, and move on. That's right. And well, I think that's important. And what I loved what he said <clears throat> um, regarding empowering, he kept saying the laity, uh, but empowering the everyday church member. Somebody yes. who comes in, comes in to sit, learn the word, volunteers at church, serves, wants to do more for the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. turning them from a spectator, somebody that just comes in and listens, and to, to somebody that goes out of that church service ready be, to be a doer of the word, ready right, to be right, somebody who right. takes that message or that gospel, takes it out to the world. And one of the quotes that he said, and in fact, I put it up on my desk, so I'd never forget it, was Jesus didn't bring people to God. Jesus brought, brought God, God to, people. to people. And oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know if he was quoting somebody or if he just came up with that, but man, I love it. Yeah, I, put it on my, I put it on my desk because that's thing as a church... I think sometimes we can miss it. Sure, you know, yeah. we're so focused on, and I, I fall into this too, so focused on the service, so focused on church. Hey, you know, sharing the gospel means just inviting somebody to church, and that's not the case. Right. Simply not the right. case. We want to share. We need, our mission is to share the gospel outside of the church. Right. And when somebody begins to receive that, then you bring them into a Word of a word of faith church, a church that is teaching the full counsel of of God through the 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 through the Bible, biblical teaching. Get them plugged into a church, and it's very easy to say, "Well, I want that to be my church," but that can't be our primary goal. I want our church right. to grow, and I want our church to grow right. and be healthy and strong. Absolutely. I want to fill up. I want to fill up that balcony. Yeah, I do too. So stinking bad, <laughs> but at the same time, my heart needs to be even more for those the the lost people right outside these walls. Right. I want yeah. you know I want them saved. I want them to see how God wants their lives blessed. Right. How God wants to guide them and lead them through the different circumstances and challenges in life. Help them to be a light shining brightly. Yeah. Absolutely. And get them plugged into a, a church that's teaching biblical truths. That's right. teaching yeah. the word of God. That's teaching them to be a doer of the word. That's right. I want that to be our church, but if it's not, it's not. I agree. And, well, and I want the know, kingdom to grow. That's I what do I, too. And I that's what too. we need to. I you know we need to instill that into our 
church family. That's you know? right. Yeah. That's hey, right. you go out and preach the word. You go out. You know, don't just bring them into the church. You know, you can, sure, but right. it, it that needs to be a part of the process, not the whole process. Right. Just bringing them to right. church and hoping Pastor Scott wins them over. You know? <laughs> right. you which he a, will. Which he will because <laughs> sure. he's an outstanding teacher uh, and has some of the best altar calls I've ever heard. <laughs> this is true. But the the that can't be our our game plan can't be oh, i'm gonna invite this person to church because that's not right. enough you know so, that's not enough that's not shining the light of god that's simply inviting them to something you but, know but and, and let me say you know that it's something it, it, no I, and you know, I, agree I agree with that ideally it's something, you're building something. a relationship with people that enables you to have meatier conversations than right that. but uh but at the same time, if, if you got the opportunity, hey, why don't you come check my church out? Because you know they're going to hear an altar call. They're going to have an opportunity Absolutely. to respond. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's sometimes all the further we go. I know. I agree. That can't be the whole that's thing. That's not the that We've got to be able to – we have to go over and above that. Yeah. And you when know? you talk about, you know, I hope it's our church, but if it's not, it's not. I agree with you, Matt. However, when you talk – one of the phrases you huh? use is the people right outside these church walls. Uh, if they're right, if they're right here in this community, you know what? This is the church they ought to be going to. Yeah, I believe yeah. in reaching the community. I believe in worshiping locally. And so, man, that's what I. When I'm talking to somebody, if I'm if if I'm picturing somebody getting hooked up with a church and yeah. they live right here in this neighborhood, you know. But I run into it all the time. People yeah. who do live right in this neighborhood, you know, they they and they worship. Sometimes they drive 25 miles, you know, or. or you know, there's, there's, there's churches closer they go to, uh, but I just met somebody the other day who is a, who's got a word of faith background yeah, and they drive right. across Champagne to go to a non word of faith church. And I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, that one, but we've also had people from, we've had families from Covington, Indiana yes. who have churches in their community that's drive right. all the way to our church. So I, 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 so I get I, it. I it, it I get cuts it. both ways. What I, what I, I, and I, the reason I say that if it's not our church, it can't be the end of the world. The reason no, I say I that agree. is because I have a tendency to, Make that the focal point. Right, I want them right, to come to my right, church, and I, I, and I, I can't. I've got to. I got to look a little bit past that to the right. to the more more important things. Yeah, and then I can bring them back to. I really, you know, I would love for them to come and get plugged in at our church. I agree. Um, so yeah, be that. You know. Yeah, but I think that it's so important to empower the church people, our church family, to be the ministers outside the four walls. They yes, come in absolutely. here to get fed. They come in here to get, you know, loaded up and prepared. And then they leave to go outside their missions field. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> excuse me. As a matter of fact, um, I've seen some other churches have these signs when you drive out of the parking lot that says you are, you are now entering, entering your mission, mission field. field. Yeah. Man, we got to do yeah. that. That's yeah, yeah. so true. That's right. Right. right outside this church is your mission field. Yes. Right? You know, yeah. In the church is yep. the preparation. It's the place where you come to get filled up and just get ready for the week or whatever. Uh, and then Wednesday nights to get ready to continue the week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Tony Cook. And just refilled and yes. just, you know, and then go out there. And you know what? You know, don't go Bible thumping during your job when you need to be working. Right. But, you know, take every opportunity that God brings you. And when you are open to it, he will bring them. He will. You know, God will open doors more than more doors than you can imagine if you are if ready to, ready walk, through to walk through them yep. exactly right so tony what? cook who's another outstanding teacher and somebody that we support regularly yeah in uh, fact some some may say that he's a little bit better than even better than doug uh, jones doug yeah. jones yeah <laughs> i'm just <laughs> <laughs> tony uh, always had the illustration about a like a, a basketball game he says some people see church as the big game and the, they're the audience, and they come to watch the big players, the worship team and the pastor. He mm-hmm. says, that's not the way it is. Yeah. He says, the the game is out there that's in right. the world. Right. The church is the locker room. The pastor is the coach. You know, the worship team could be like the, the trainers and, and whatnot. But this is where we come to get our game plan, to get, you know, equipped, you know, uh, or, you know, even 
practice, but then we then we go out into the world, and that's the game. And Wednesday's maybe halftime. You know, we come back in, and uh, <laughs> there you go. There you that's go. A, that's yeah. a I good love the way you look at that halftime. That's awesome. It's halftime. The worship we team, should call our Wednesday night the worship services team could be that. The worship team could be that album that every team plays in their locker room to get them pumped up. That's right. Done. That's boom. Come on. See, I just Mm-bop. completed your analogy and made it better. When, <laughs> Wednesday night services attendance is going to spike now. It is because right. yeah, because that's halftime right. you get half-time. that boost and go out and rock the rest of the game. Oh yeah. man, he, that's it. That's a, that's my sermon. That's where I'm going Wednesday night now. Now there I know you what go. my sermon is. Hey, right you know what? Brought to you by the Living Word Family Podcast, <laughs> Wednesday night service. Um, no, that's awesome. That's I love that analogy. Yeah. Man, where's that really analogy good. been all my life? I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's really good, yeah. Uh, great. Fantastic. Uh, hey, so we've also got coming up, I don't know, we already talked about VBS? No, we have not. VBS, um, for those of you uh, part of a church... We are we do VBS every summer. It's just kind of a just kind of a standard thing a lot of churches do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vacation Bible school. We do ours kind of a Monday through Thursday thing each evening, and just yep. I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's a oh, blast. It is. I love our kids coming in and just getting blessed and having a good time. But I also love when neighborhood kids and guests oh, come yeah, in. Yeah. That is so much fun just to have we, the church oh, packed out with kids. And it just, is. Man, we had such a good crowd last year. Yes. And I, I want to see that so again. Awesome. I want to see more. a bigger crowd. Yeah. I want to see us filled to capacity where we're like, yes. you know what? I don't think we can handle any more children and then go ahead and add a few more anyway. But uh, no, it's just such a blast. And this year's theme is uh, shipwrecked. 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 Um, and it's, rescued by jesus very excited to see the different games and just the stuff yeah. that we've got going on and love seeing the opening skits and yeah. videos and just all kinds of fun stuff for the kids uh, registration for that opens up may 26th so we had to push that back a little ways they're making some preparations and and uh trying to get as many uh being prepared for as many children as possible yeah. so very excited about that and uh zach and i usually kind of tackle some of the tech stuff and audio video stuff and pictures and all that fun and pastor scott you you have a regular stint as the uh in the teaching area right well i have i'm doing something else this year so yeah wait a minute so, change is not uh, yeah. no, <laughs> we're powering the laity <laughs> that's right there we go so what okay well explain that change i don't know that's, oh you uh, don't oh, that, I, I don't have details we more of a floater more of just a pastoral presence there so you yeah. know it's kind of sweet, actually. <laughs> I don't have I, any responsibility. I, I, I have to be like, honest. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, that's usually we're usually the floaters. Good, yeah. So. See, I don't. You better not be taking we my hit. floating job. Because <laughs> we got that's a, my jam. Two float hey, capacity. <laughs> plenty of room for plenty of floaters. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Well, hey, I'm excited oh, about that. Thank you guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully, uh, you learned a little bit and laughed a little bit and loved a little bit during this podcast. <laughs> We appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll, we'll be back soon. We'll be yes. back very soon. We are hopefully be back on a regular schedule. Yes. So, Amen. Uh, check out for all the new postings, and uh, check again. Check the website for all the new stuff coming up. Living Word Family Church. That is www.livingwordfamily, all one word, dot org. So we will see you guys later. 